How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hey, hey, friends. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to be talking about why you shouldn't care what people think about you. And for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from our podcast or our show, don't, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now on Amazon. Now, let's go ahead and dig in. Now, for uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people out there, maybe if you've gone down the personal development path, you've gone down the uh, entrepreneurial path, you may have heard the saying before that fear of failure kills more dreams than failure itself. And this could absolutely be argued as true. Um, I couldn't tell you how many people I talked to that it's it's actually the fear of failing that prevents them from taking action, prevents them from getting out of their comfort zone, prevents them from just doing the things that they could actually pretty easily do to accomplish all the things that they ever want to. But it's it's the thoughts, it's the the overanalyzing, it's the perfection paralysis that that holds them back from just doing the thing, right? And it tends to be the people that are just action takers that are the ones that are the most successful in life. Now, I've been digging into this a little bit deeper with all of our clients. And after having worked with nearly a thousand entrepreneurs over the last five years to help them build six-figure, uh, multiple six-figure and seven-figure businesses, um, we've actually figured out it's not actually the fear of failure that kills your dreams. Yeah, that's right. It's actually the fear of people seeing you fail that actually causes people to freeze and causes people to, uh, to stop pursuing their dreams. It's because people care about what other people think about them that causes you to stop. And I want to, I want to kind of expand on this a little bit. Think about this, right? If you didn't if, if you didn't have to do whatever you wanted to do as an entrepreneur in front of a public eye, right? Like you could do it in a little black box where nobody would ever see you testing anything out or making mistakes or fucking it up, right? You, you probably wouldn't be afraid of doing it. You probably wouldn't be afraid of making mistakes. When I ask this on our, on our, uh, our uh, calls with our, our mastermind, you know, we'll have, we'll have 30, 40, 50 people on those calls and I'll ask and, uh, you know, 40 to 40 to 45 of the 50 people that are on that call will say, yeah, I would actually be more than willing to pursue everything if it wasn't in front of people, if they didn't have to see me do the thing. And what this actually shows me is that we're not afraid of failure. We're afraid of people seeing us fail. That's actually the biggest thing that holds us back in life. And I want you to think about why this is. So when we fear people seeing us fail, we're really fearing judgment and criticism and the social perception of who we are rather than who we actually are, right? So the fear, the, the fear of people seeing us or perceiving us as something is what creates shame. 
Now, Dr. David Hawkins talks about this in his book, Power Versus Force, but shame is the lowest energetic emotion that we as humans can feel. Lower than fear, lower than anger, lower than sadness, all the way at the bottom is shame, just above death. Literally, shame is the lowest energetic emotion that you can feel just above death. This is why when you look at the studies of people who commit suicide, I, I dug into this a lot after my best friend committed suicide, you find that the highest cause of suicide is actually the feeling of shame, right? It's being ashamed of something, some aspect of yourself or who you are, or what you identify as is one of the largest uh, reasons for cause, uh, cause of of suicide. So, so shame itself, the energy of shame itself can actually be so bad that it can actually be worse than death for some people. So uh, a lot of the shame comes from comparing to others, uh, sensing yourself as less than what you should be or broken or lacking worth. And, and it comes back to that perception of others rather than reality. Now, this fear, the fear of shame or the fear of, of what others think about you is one of the biggest things that leads to unhappiness, unease and unrest in our society today. And it's probably the biggest cause of, of the majority of what I see entrepreneurs not truly pursuing what really matters to them. So I want to talk about why you shouldn't care what people really think about you. So number one, the big, the big thing that this causes when you really care about when you're, or, or, you know, like Mark Manson once put it, uh, when you give a, when you give a fuck about what people think about you, this creates dissonance in your life. It creates separation in your life rather than uh, alignment, right? So I'll tell you the story of when I was first starting my career. When I was growing up, I was told, you know, I was really good at math in high school, so I was told, uh, you know, what should make me happy and what everybody thought would make me happy because it's what they compared themselves to. It's, you know, it's that standard American dream. Go get a nice nine to five, a white picket fence, a, a, a mortgage, a stable job, a, a wife, two and a half kids and the dog and all that sort of a nice car, a Rolex watch, all that sort of shit. Right. So, uh, you know, I was really good at math. So it was like, oh, what should you do with your life? You should go become an engineer. It's going to be a good paying job. You're going to make great money. You're going to be able to accomplish all those, all those things that will make you quote unquote happy in life. So. I did that. I did what everybody told me I should do. You know, I, I went, to, went to school at UCLA. I got an engineering degree. I went and worked for Cisco Systems. By the time I was in my mid-20s, I was making multiple six figures, a quarter of a million dollars a year. I was working with companies like Disney, Facebook, uh, uh, LinkedIn, Sony, Verizon, you name it. I was working with them. I had C-level, I, I had a standing meeting with a CIO of Disney at 26 years old. I was driving a BMW, living in Venice Beach, going out, hanging out. I was traveling. I was doing everything. But I felt empty. I felt empty because I had created a life that I thought everybody would perceive me as successful. And I didn't feel successful inside. Right. It wasn't until it wasn't until I stopped giving a shit about what everybody else thinks. That was one of the hardest things for me when I quit my job. And I've seen this as one of the hardest things when we work with with uh, entrepreneurs that are in nine to fives. One of the scariest things for them is leaving a nine to five where they're successful and people see them as successful. And even they though they know they can be successful as an entrepreneur, just the simple fact that they're that, you know, they're dropping down, dropping back down to step zero and people will see them back at, at step zero. Right? That simple part of people judging them as they made that move was one of the biggest things that we had to help people get over. Right? I had what everybody told me was success and they perceived me as successful, but I felt empty. I felt unhappy and unfulfilled. And, it, and because of that, it caused me stress. It caused me anxiety. It ruined relationships of mine. 
right? And it wasn't like I was an unhappy person, but that, that dissonance, had I stayed any longer, probably would have caused me a lot of other issues. Now, to give you another example of this, I actually had a really good friend of mine, uh, you know, back when I lived up in LA, he was, uh, he was raised in a Christian family. He wasn't super Christian himself, but he was raised in a Christian family. Um, and he, I remember when we would go out, he just absolutely fell in love with this girl and this girl that he was dating was like, they were perfect together. They were amazing. She was fun. She was charismatic, outgoing, beautiful, a perfect match for him. Like they just vibed in every single way, but it was not what his mom would have wanted for him as, as a partner. And, and she wasn't Christian. She wasn't religious at all. Um, and you know, she had tattoos and she was, she was very different than what he could take home to mom. But he also had a really close relationship with his family. And because of that, he, I still remember this. I like, he won't admit this, but I could tell that he pushed that relationship out of his life because it could never have quote unquote, could never have been long-term because of the judgment of his family. Had he continued to go down that path? Right now, the truth is we end up doing more to make other people happy than we do to make ourselves happy because of the fear of other people judging us, other people criticizing us. And it creates this dissonance in our life rather than alignment. And this is probably one of the biggest reasons for for true unhappiness, especially in masculine energies, I've noticed. So masculine energy, whether it's male or a female, a masculine energy energy. Uh, for them to feel fulfilled, they have to have alignment and purpose and mission. And most of the reason, the biggest reason that most people don't have that purpose and alignment and mission is because they chase things that other people want for them. They chase they chase the the title that other people want for them. They chase the income that other people want for them. They they live where other people want them to live rather than really figuring out what truly deeply matters to them and learning how to align with that and then chasing that feeling of success and happiness and joy and seeing what comes from that. So this is the number one thing. It's it's that fear of judgment and criticism creates dissonance in our life rather than alignment. So number two, I want to be honest with you. Most people don't have your best interest in mind. It's just the truth. Everybody has their own narrative and agenda, even the people that love you. Right. Of course, there's there's a lot of narratives and agendas that society has as a whole. Like this is the whole idea of shit you don't learn in college. Right. To give you an example, when I filed for the trademark for shit you don't learn in college, I was denied the trademark for shit you don't learn in college because the U.S. Trade and Patent Office, Patent and Trade Office, denied my trademark, saying that the idea was lewd and offensive to the idea of higher education. They sent me a 12 page rejection letter. Tell me that that doesn't have a fucking agenda behind it. Right. We all know that the, the college system and the education system is broken. But as soon as I bring it up to the government uh, to get a trademark, they say, no, you're not allowed to say that. That's because they have an agenda behind it. Right now, everybody has a narrative and agenda, and most people don't have your best interest in mind. Now, I'm talking about the public here. And obviously, for those of you who don't know, I did eventually take uh, that case to the U.S. Supreme Court and actually got it overturned at the U.S. Supreme Court as unconstitutional. So I do actually now have a trademark for shit you don't learn in college because they said, no, this is perfectly fine for you to say. And it'd be unconstitutional for uh, for the U.S. Patent and Trade Office to say that you can't say this. Uh, it'd be against my First Amendment rights. So um, so obviously society has its own agendas. Media has its own agendas. The education system has its own agendas. The government, politics all have their own agendas. And it's really important as an individual thinker, a critical thinker, that we need to understand this. Everybody has their own agenda, right? Even the people that love you. Think about it. Your mom, 
right? My mom loves me than, more than anybody else in the world. Well, maybe Maddie. Maddie my, and maybe my dog Aspen, right? Um, but my mom is up in the top five people have loved me that love me more than anybody else in the world. But when I quit my job, when I quit my job at Cisco to pursue my true calling as a coach and as a, as a leader and as a speaker, I called my mom and my mom had supported me through so much in life. She, she supported me through uh, every single heartbreak and breakup I'd been through. She supported me through crashing my car in high school. She supported me through getting my DUI and getting kicked out of the Air Force when I was in college. She supported me through so much stuff and never, ever judged me for it. And it was amazing. And she is such an amazing woman. And then when I called her to tell her how excited I was that I was quitting my job and going after this career as a coach, she was the first one to tell me, I don't think you should do that. I don't think you should go down that path. I think you should keep doing what you're doing. I think you're on the right path and I think you need to stay there. Oh, man, that took the wind out of my sails so fast. And I remember getting off the phone with her and I was heartbroken. I was like, why, why can't mama understand? Why can't she understand what I, why I'm doing this? Why this is so important to me? And I realized that you know, my mom's Pakistani. She, she emigrated from Pakistan to move to the US to build a safe and stable life for her family and give me all the opportunities that I was able to have growing up as a kid and, and go to a great school and, and, and you know, be financially safe and secure and, and do the things that I needed to do to, to build a, you know, a stable, successful, quote unquote, career. And I had done that. And here I was throwing that all away. You know, in my mom's mind, I was accomplishing her agenda. As the golden boy, the successful kid, making great money, great stable career, I was going to have a great family at some point. And here I was, quote unquote, throwing it all away. And I had to express to my mom that, you know, I need you to understand that you did such a good job raising me that I'm going to go, I would be doing you a dishonor if I stayed in this job. And I'm going to go places that you couldn't even imagine where I'd go if you let me go. But I want to say this because even the people that love you the absolute most, at that time in my life, my mom was for sure the person that loved me the absolute most. She did not support what was actually best for me. And we need to understand that, that majority of people do not have your best interest in mind. And maybe they do a lot of the time. My mom had my best interest in mind a lot of the time, but that was one time she just didn't, right? She just didn't want to see her baby boy get hurt. Or, or make a big mistake or anything like that. That's all. She just loved me and she cared, right? So you got to understand that sometimes the people that love you will hold you back, not because they don't love you, but they hold you back because they love you and they care about you and they want to keep you safe. You also have friends that when you go start to do bigger, greater things, you got to go start to pursue your dreams or you travel or you, you go after a, 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 a dream of yours or start dating somebody or something like that, right? Your friends don't want you to grow out of them. It's their own insecurities that'll hold you back. Other people compare themselves to you and they don't always want your success because it reflects back on them all the areas that they are set settling. Now, if they're truly a good friend and they truly love you, they'll be able to get over that and they'll be able to support you. But do understand that a lot of the time those reflections come back on you and, and you'll feel judged, you'll feel criticized for it. And it's not because you're doing something wrong. It's actually because you're doing something right. Which brings me to the last reason why we shouldn't care about what people think. Pretty, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. You're not going to die. Right? I want you to think about why shame, why shame is so deeply ingrained in our subconscious mind, deeply ingrained in our amygdala, uh, in that fear center of our brain to prevent us 
from taking any action that would cause shame. Right? So if you go back to evolutionary man, maybe when we were in tribes of 200 or something like that. Now, if you were socially shamed in this small tribe of 50 or 100 or 200 or something like that, right? If you were socially shamed, you would be outcast and you would have to survive on your own. And frankly, you're probably not going to. You're going to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. You're not going to be able to gather enough food. You're not going to be able to keep warm at night. You're not going to survive on your own, right? And so social shaming could dictate death. And it would definitely dictate you're not going to procreate, right? So two, two very basic human needs we would not be able to have if we were socially shamed. Now, you can see why social shaming is so closely tied to the emotion of death, right? Because it is very close to it from an evolutionary standpoint. But the truth is, you're not going to die if in today's world you were socially outcast, right? I have a buddy of mine that uh, openly admitted to me that he made some really, really big mistakes when he was younger, and he kind of wronged a lot of people when he was outcast. This was about six, seven years ago that he was outcast. Now, I didn't meet him until about four years ago. And he was basically socially outcast by like everybody in all of his friend groups besides his family. But over the last five, six years, he's completely rebuilt friend groups and in a much better area, in a more positive area, where he feels really supported. Right. So the truth is, you're not going to die from being socially outcast. And frankly, being different is not only OK, but good in this world. Right. The truth is, average is average. Like if you want to be successful, the definition of success is to have more, to be more than the average. And in order to do that, you have to be different. So you actually have to be okay being different if you want to be successful. And in today's world, you can find your tribe. You can find the people like you thanks to social media and the interwebs and, and meetups and, and being able to move and travel all over the world. You can find your tribe. You can find your vibe anywhere in the world. And you can find that group that will accept you for who you are, support you in all your weirdness and all the crazy shit that you want to do without having to be afraid of being judged. So I want you to remember that we don't have to worry about being judged a little bit because we can always escape the judgment. It might hurt short term. It might be tough. It might be a little punch to the chest every now and then, but you can move through it and you can find that group that will support you for who you are uh, rather than who everybody is telling you you are. Now, in the end, the fear of judgment, criticism, and what others think might be the single biggest issue in creating unhappiness in our society today. And things like social media just perpetuate it. So I want you to make sure that you're working on building that muscle because it is a muscle. Build that muscle that as Mark Manson once said, it's very powerful, but subtle art to not give a fuck. That's all we have for our show today. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure to implement what you learn here with us. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, the book, available now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. 